Hope you're ready because it's time for Video Game Rewind. Oh yeah. And now, here's your hosts, Tim and Jacob. That's your cue, idiot. Hello and welcome to Video Game Rewind. I'm your host, Tim Nidell. Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Saturday Rewind. I am Jake Rubel, and you can follow me on Twitter at Heartland Stuck. You can find me on Instagram, Stuck in the Heartland, Facebook, Stuck in the Heartland, YouTube, and all the popular places where you can find folks such as myself, Stuck in the Heartland. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Nice. And welcome to episode three, isn't it, of Video Game Rewind? I've lost track, and we've only done two of them, evidently, so that's uh, that shows a lot about my mentality. <laughs> so last episode we talked, we both picked separate games to talk about. You picked Batman for the NES, and I myself picked Excitebike for the NES, and I'm excited to talk about both of those. But before we do, let's plug the website a little bit. Please visit our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. All the links are on the website. And also on today's episode, we're going to be introducing a brand new segment that Gary Lane, you know, my typical co-host for Saturday Morning Rewind, he started a brand new segment called The Forgotten Cartridge, and he'll talk about that in the segment coming up. Nice. That is a pleasant little surprise that I did not know about, but I'm really stoked about now. <laughs> yes. That's, Gary's full of those. He's He's a clever little guy, you know? Yeah, he's he, he. I like him. Uh, I feel like the show's better with him, but I don't want to have him on all the time because then <laughs> you guys would just fade me out and him into this, and yeah, that's just you know. It's true. I'm not gonna have that. I'm not gonna have it, Tim. Yeah, just, uh, you bring up a good point. It's you're 100 percent correct. Uh, you didn't have to agree with me that much, but okie dokie. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, let's. Uh, so, are you ready to talk about Batman, or yes. do you have anything else about Gary no. that you want to talk about, Gary, that Gary's not on here? I have so many things to talk about, Gary, but let's leave that for another episode. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, let's talk about Batman. Did you uh, did you have a chance to play Batman at all since we last spoke? I did, yes, and I'm excited to talk about it because it's it's a complicated game. Yes, yeah, it is. So, whenever I decided to play it, I think I hadn't played it in a while, um, for some reason, I thought I had recently played it, but once I actually started playing it, I realized it had been a long time mm-hmm. since I played the NES version. And I remembered quickly, within the first probably 35 seconds, I remembered I did not like this game whenever I was younger <laughs> at all. It is not easy. It is a very difficult game, to me at least, uh, but, you know, I'm not very intelligent. So after that... After playing it for like, maybe 30 minutes i was like oh okay that's how you select the battering or whatever because i the first 10 minutes of playing i didn't even know you can switch two weapons right yeah i mean that's that's the thing is it's one of those games where you just have to keep playing it and playing it and playing it and i know whenever i was younger i'm sure i was better at it than i am now but it had been so long Mm -hmm. um since i'd played it and you know we'll talk about it in a minute but it definitely had a lot of um, gameplay that was similar to a lot of other games that I really enjoyed and loved. Um, but I'm sure you probably noticed some of that, but it mm-hmm. actually, so a couple of crazy things about the game. So it was um, developed and published by Sunsoft, which I'm sure we're going to talk about Sunsoft a ton on this podcast, just because they did some amazing things with video games mm-hmm. on the NES. Um, and it was released 
in North America in 1990. So it actually came out about a year after Batman, the Michael Keaton Batman came out in 1989. And the game is supposed to be very, very, very loosely based off that movie. <laughs> and very, I say that because very. there's... Yeah, there's not hardly anything that's – so whenever you first play the game, you know, it starts off and you see Michael Keaton. Um, that's how the title screen is. It, it pops up with the Batman logo and you see Michael Keaton as Batman standing there. And then you play the game and then all of a sudden Batman is in a blue costume. <laughs> it's a completely – and I, it reminded me of whenever we were talking about the DuckTales thing. It was like – Wait a second. This is a completely different, <laughs> different style of Batman. I mean, it was almost like you were playing Adam West. You know, mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. like this is completely different than what I was just looking at and what I thought the game was going to be, because when they released it, it was just called Batman the Video Game, and the um, the logo on the front was the bat uh, bat symbol that was Michael Keaton, Tim Burton's bat symbol. So you thought for sure that you were going to be playing that – if you watched the movie, like that's what you thought you were going to be playing is a game that goes along with the movie. And it does not at all except for the very beginning, which is, again, the title screen, and then nothing else until the very, the very end. end. Yeah. So all of – everything in between – is nonsense, and it could have just been called Batman, nothing to do with the movie. Yeah, I had no idea <laughs> where the level was taking place, honestly. Like, I think one was in the sewers, one... I mean, it looks like you were in a spaceship the whole time playing the game. Yeah, and that's that's one thing that I was going to say, is that it really reminded me of, like, um, almost like Contra meets Life Force or something. Yeah, a little bit of Metroid, something thrown in there. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and I, I think the reason I thought that is because, like, so, of course, you're running um, from side to side. You know, it's a platformer. It's side-scroller. And it's like like Contra. I mean, the way that you run and you shoot, which is another strange thing, is you're Batman and you're, I know. you're I know you have a gun. killing people. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's whatever. It is what it is. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, in the old Tim Burton movies, the Batmobile had guns and now yeah. the new Batfleck version kills everything so ah, whatever yeah. batman can kill whoever he wants now there are no rules but yeah it it really did remind me of contra whenever i was replaying it this time and then why i say life force is because i think it's the second or third level i can't remember now but um one of the levels the enemy that the boss of the level is just basically like guns you know and you have to destroy the guns <laughs> Basically, so that's it, it reminded me of Life Force because you just have to keep shooting the guns pretty much until they blow up. Then you move up to the next one. Um, so it was kind of weird. I mean, it was like it, it, it didn't play like a bat, like I feel like a Batman game should play like, but again, back then, you know, it's it pretty cool to play any kind of Batman game. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that we have had Batman stuff at all was awesome. It's not like it is now to where everything's superhero stuff. It was uh, few and far between back back then. So yeah, back then, just the I, fact I, that we had it. I don't know what else they could have. I don't know what else they could have done back then in an eight bit system world to make a better Batman game. I mean, I can see them to actually have a Batman villains would have been nice. Other than mm-hmm. the generic, you know, guy on a jetpack or whatever. But I don't know back then what they could have done to make it well, better. Well, I mean, 
I feel like one thing they could have done is instead of fighting in sewers and stuff like that, like why not have like back alleys and rooftops and things like yeah. Batman usually is kind of used to, or, or even maybe you know I think the first where or the first um, level is kind of like a warehouse almost. But I don't know. It just it didn't feel like the whole time you're playing the game, you feel like you're underground the entire yeah, time, exactly. pretty much. I know it's weird. Um, even even the level, there's one level where you have to crawl, like jump, and and which it kind of felt like Ninja Gaiden a little bit, or Ninja Gaiden. If you know, people are gonna be like, oh, it's Ninja Gaiden, Gaiden, whatever. <laughs> uh, say whatever I want. But and <laughs> so on Ninja Gaiden, whenever you would jump up on the walls, back at you know you could hang on lamp posts and everything. You did that on one of the levels and that's pretty much how you had to go is you basically the level kind of went up um which is very difficult not knowing where you were going Mm -hmm. or had any idea um which direction to go but you still felt like you were underground i mean even though you were doing that you still felt like you were underground so (laughs) i feel like if you were in a city or anything like gotham you know let's make it feel like gotham city um, I feel like the game just would have been different. I think it was just the atmosphere that really made me feel I think like so. it wasn't. Yeah, I, I completely agree with it. And to me, it was the music because I was expecting to hear some of the Batman theme in 8-bit sound. You know what I mean? Or at least something close to yeah, it. Yeah, something. Sound, I mean, every level, really, it, it was – not that it was bad. I mean, it was great, you know um, – it was great music for the levels. It just didn't fit to no, me. I, I just felt like it was out of place the whole time. And then <laughs> once uh, all the enemies uh, to me were just looked cheap, like super cheaply done. Mm, mm. Um, you know, they just all looked like I just and I feel bad saying that because, it, it, again, it's a great game, and I don't want to pick on uh, the whole game. But, you know, you had, like, Heat Wave that you had to fight um, and Deadshot and KG Beast. And um, you, it was hard to tell that's who it was, though. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, I feel like if there was anything, even if it was like you had to fight, what I would have rather had was you had to fight like these thugs all the way through the level and then at the end of the level you you fight the boss but yeah. i i could be wrong but i felt like the whole time every one of the guys on like the first level was heat wave every single time mm-hmm. it, and then it's like okay well i thought i just beat this guy and then you go <laughs> and oh, i thought i beat that you know it's the same thing so and then once you get to the the end of the game <laughs> it's you know you fight you end up spoiler alert from 1990 but you end up fighting joker um, and it, they kind of set it up a lot like, again, the movie. So you had the beginning that was like the movie, and the very end is kind of like the yeah. movie. Um, nothing in between. The thing that cracked me up, though, was the very the final scene where, you know, Joker falls just like the movie, and then it's supposed to like kind of show him just laying there. He looked like uh, Cesar Rom- uh, Romero from <laughs> Batman 66. Yeah. It didn't look like Zach Nicholson at all. Which I don't know if they did that on purpose because Nicholson was already making so much money off Batman. I don't know. It's good... weird. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed that too. How it looked a little different. And but you notice, I thought it was really weird that Joker can now like summon lightning. Yeah, yeah, that was another thing. It's I was like, like, is this Raiden, Raiden, or is it Joker? Like, 
I don't know what's happening here. Yeah, so I guess they had to figure out something for him to do other than just a gun to, to do a special move to try to kill Batman at the end. But he was able to summon <laughs> lightning bolts to come down trying to kill Batman, which is really odd. Because I don't think in the comics or the cartoons he's ever done that before. Um, No, no, not even a little <laughs> bit. Never. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was definitely weird. Um, but I mean, it was still, you know, back then it was, it was a, a good game, I guess. It was just, I feel like it could have been anything other than Batman and it still would have been. I, I, that's what I'm thinking. I, I wonder if it wasn't intended to be a Batman game. I, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, it's... I think that they created the whole game to be, I could be wrong, but for some reason I thought that I had read somewhere that, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, and and usually with stuff like that, you know, like Super Mario Two, for example, it's, yeah. it's widely known that was yeah. a completely different game. Which I love so Super Mario Two. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, it's just a it's a different style of game, but that's fine. Uh, it was just, I I don't know. It was just different. I think, and a lot of people, I really feel like they liked it, but it was just so different from the movie that it was just strange to me. Yeah, it, 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 like even. If you're going to make it different from the movie through the whole game, why try to keep the same ending as the movie? That was weird to me. I mean, th- that was Batman for me. It was it was fine. It was uh, a challenge. It made me mad, and I remembered that I hated this game before, <laughs> even though I love Batman. <laughs> what about what about any memories as a, as a child playing this game? Do you have any memories playing the game? You know, I I do, but. Most of them, so it's really weird. My my memories is very strange because I remember playing the game, but I don't remember playing the game. Like I remember yeah. everything that was going on around me. I remember being with my cousins, and I think I was at my cousin's grandma's house. So it wasn't my grandma. It was like his mom's mom. So completely different side of the family. I was with him there, and they had a ton of video games. And I remember playing it with him, and... I don't really remember the gameplay whatsoever. I just remember having a blast with him, just you know, sitting on the floor on our knees, just playing the game and and having fun. But um, if I remembered the actual gameplay, I probably would not have chosen this game <laughs> to play for our third episode. Yeah. So are, are you gonna pick a good game that you like actually next time, or con- yes. or continue with this theme <laughs> of these horrible games that you do not like? I'm just gonna keep randomly picking ones. I'm just I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna come in with any plan. I'm gonna wait until you say, Okay, what's your what's your game for next week? And then I'm gonna go, um Barbie. and then I'm just gonna just cannonball it. <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. Hello everyone, this is Gary Lane and welcome to the Forgotten Cartridge. Maybe next time I have an intro for this segment. What is the Forgotten Cartridge, you ask? Well, this is a segment where I talk about a particular video game that might not be as well-remembered as, say, a Sonic or a Mario game, but I still think it's worth a second look. Today, in honor of Tim's recent interview with Amy Jo Johnson, I'm going to be talking about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Now, there's a great divide when it comes to Power Rangers, and I guess that's kind of a stupid thing to say because there's a great divide when it comes to literally anything. But in this case, I'm referring to the great dispute about whether the Power Rangers game for Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo is superior. I'm not going to give a definite answer to that, but I will say that I grew up with Sega Genesis version of the game, so it has more of a nostalgic factor for me. 
However, the one for the Super Nintendo, while I found it later in life, it's still a lot of fun. The one for the Sega Genesis is your standard 2D fighting game like a Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. Whereas the one for the Super Nintendo is more of a side-scroller beat-em-up, kind of like a Final Fight or a Streets of Rage game. The really neat thing about the Super Nintendo version is that you aren't playing as a Power Ranger the entire level. You start off playing as Jason, Trini, Zack, Kimberly, or Billy in their human form, and you're wandering through a city or a factory or a cave or some kind of setting like that. Then halfway through the level, the boss of that level appears and you morph into your Power Rangers character. Whenever you morph, you suddenly have more abilities at your ready and it's just a really neat concept. Plus, the way that they made the human versions of them walk, especially Billy, the way that he punches and holds his hands in a nervous sort of fashion is just perfect. Most beat-em-ups are the same thing for the entire level, so adding this morphing shift really breathes some life into a genre that can get stale pretty quickly. And then there's the boss fight at the end of each level where you take on iconic Power Rangers villains. As I said earlier, I didn't grow up with this game, but it holds a super sweet spot in my mind, which is kind of weird because I typically feel much more nostalgic for games that I grew up playing, obviously. I mean, that's kind of what nostalgia is. With this one, it's just a unique take on a type of game that I already love, so how could I not love it? So that's going to wrap up this segment. I suggest if you have not played Power Rangers for the Super Nintendo, do it. Also, if you have not played Power Rangers for the Sega Genesis, do it. One of the really neat things about the Genesis title is that you have a couple of matches, and then you have to fight Tommy as the Green Ranger. Once you beat Tommy and the Dragon Zord, respectively, they become playable characters. I was really hoping we'd get a chance for something like that in the Super Nintendo version, but alas, no cigar. If I have any complaints about the SNES version, that's it. But it's a small complaint. This game is still a load of fun. At any rate, I'm Gary. Follow me on Twitter, at SMRGary, and I will remind you of some great cartridges to dust off and play again next time. Thanks for listening. Awesome. Thanks, Gary. I had no idea of all that information that you just fed to me. Uh, it's it's amazing, um, all the things that his, his brain comes up with. He's, he's kind of a, um, what do you call it, anti-genius? <laughs> anti-genius, really? <laughs> Did I not say that right? <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I'm only saying that because he's not here. Is he, He's not here, is he? No, he's, he's not here, here today, isn't no. He's, he's listening he's right, right now. Him. He's listening, but he's not here right now. If I I know for almost a fact that if Gary's not on this episode, he's not listening to it. He only listens to his own voice. He told me so. <laughs> That's, that is so true. <laughs> so thank you so much, Gary, for that little segment there. And tune in next time, listeners, for another episode of The Forgotten Cartridge with Gary Lane. That's yeah, that's it. really awesome. Seriously, though, Gary, thanks, because that is really cool. I'm glad that you're doing that. And so here we are now talking about the game that I picked last episode, Excite Bike for the NES. Let's let's play that. Let's play a little bit of the song right now. When you turn on the NES system and put on Excite Bike, that song is the first thing you hear. And for me as a kid, I can't think of another song that made me any happier when I was five years old and hearing that song. It, it was great. I mean, it really was. It was. It was. Uh, it was just really neat, you know, just to turn it on and yeah, you just hear that do 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 do. Um, and I think yeah, I think anybody who had 
the NES probably had Excite Bike, so we should all hopefully have fond memories of this game. Especially if you got it in '85 when I got it when it first came out, because it was actually a launch title for the Nintendo system. And for me as a kid, I had you know Mario and Excite Bike to play, and Duck Hunt, and you know the track meet, whatever. And I couldn't have been happier playing these games. Yeah, I mean the original what what do they refer to them as the original black boxes, um, the the first games to really be released on on the NES. They most of them were actually really good. So Excite Bike is a motocross racing side scroller game. Like I said, it was the early launch title of the NES system back in 1985, and that's when I first got it for Christmas. I remember as if it was yesterday that Christmas because opening up a giant box with a Nintendo inside. At the age of five, I mean, you can imagine the joy, you know, in my eyes that Christmas morning. Oh, yeah, that sounds amazing. I just, I'm just closing my eyes now, just picturing it. I, what I'm seeing, though, is the the YouTube video of the kid who gets the 64 and just freaks out. Is I that what happened? I didn't see that video. You need to look up this video of the kid. I th- I'm pretty sure it's a Nintendo 64 that he gets, and he just freaks out out find it because it's it's an older youtube video so you should find it and put it on our youtube page because it would be awesome (laughs) yeah i don't think it acted that way because i do remember having the flu that christmas and so i wasn't too happy but i was super happy to get the nes but the bad thing was as a kid back in the 80s my parents thought that watching any video game will make you sick automatically so i wasn't even able to sit in the same room when i got the nintendo system that morning no my my brother was able to play all the games by himself and i had to go to my bedroom while he played all the games this explains so much of your personality <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible that's that's child torture it is you need to call you know child services or whatever on my parents because they put me in my bedroom while my brother played hours upon hours of mario and excite bike Typically, I think there'd be a statute of limitations, but I think <laughs> this is so bad that, yeah, I mean, your mom might be going to prison. Seriously, watch out, mom. They're coming. <laughs> yeah, so um, I actually, this is another game that I hadn't played for a while, and um, thank you for <laughs> forcing me to play it because it is such, it, this is one of those games that's really fun to play when you don't want to really get into a game you know exactly. what i mean i yeah, don't mean that yeah. sound no. weird but you can you can casually play this game it's one of the best casual play games ever this is the game you want to play if you have two minutes to play a video game right yeah and i feel like this was like way ahead of its time with the um which i'm sure you'll talk about constructing your own track and everything yes exactly that, this yeah game was awesome yeah yeah so let's talk a little bit about the gameplay there's uh Different modes you can play. Selection A is one of the selections where you just play alone. Nobody else <laughs> racing with you, which I, I did that quite a bit. But I tend to lean towards Selection B where you play it against the computer. I, I really enjoyed playing against the computer because I love being like really mean to them by cutting them off and making them crash. Was I the yeah, one? Yeah, like you'd get in front of them and then yes. slow down a lot yes. so when they'd hit, and hit you. Yeah, it's, I did the same thing. It's so <laughs> rewarding. I don't know why. It's so rewarding. I think it's because it's you have control, like you feel like you're controlling the video game somehow. Something, yeah, it's got to be something like that because it was so. Yeah. And then, and I'd even try to run over them if I see them in front of me trying to run to their bike. I try to run yeah. over the person trying to run after their bike. 
Would you like me though? Would you always try to boost it the whole time so then it would pretty overheat? Much, pretty but much. But you were so impatient. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And let's talk about that noise because I think that noise of overheating is one of the most obnoxious sounds on the Nintendo system. I agree. I was also a, a unique child, I think, because I used to. Pre- I used to, I don't know, I think it's too unique because I used to throw myself into the game. I used to pretend that it was really me racing them and I'd pick mm-hmm. up people in the audience and they'd be my friends in real in real life and they're watching me cheer me on and there's a girl that I crush on in, in the background, you know, cheering for little Timmy, you know, riding a little motorcycle. It was- so I think most most kids did part of that and then you went to a whole creepy serial killer level with it (laughs) but no the beginning of it yes uh, i think we all did that but yeah picking out the tiny little the tiny little dots in the background and adding faces to them (laughs) why not i used to and i used to even bring it you know to real life too i I used after i played the video game i go in my backyard and ride my bicycle and i pretend to actually be in the video game yeah, no, that was something that you had to do. And if you didn't do that, then you're not American because <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> and for being... Did you do the thing where you would take the uh, the soda can or a card? I never did the card thing, but I'd take a soda can and put it on my tire so it would get stuck. And then as I would be riding my bike, it'd sound like a dirt bike. No, and I have no idea what yeah. you're talking about. You, you're going to have to look it up. I mean, it. so if you – basically, if you ran over – um, a can, just like a soda can, or and, and the way my childhood was, a beer can. <laughs> if you ran, <laughs> if you ran it over and flattened it to where it was like kind of pinched around your tire. Okay, I get it. And then it, it would okay. go up. Yeah, it would get stuck on the frame. Huh. So then, as your as your tread would hit, it would make the sound of a dirt bike. Wow, I never thought about doing. That. I did. I did the baseball card thing, of course, as a kid, but I never thought about doing that. Yeah, I I had a lot more beer cans than I had baseball <laughs> cards. So <laughs> maybe that was an East Coast thing. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a hillbilly thing. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so for be, for being an eight bit system game, I thought the graphics were really cool as well. Because if you if you look at the characters, okay, look at the head. He's staying still as you're as you're riding the little motorcycle. But look at the body below the neck. It's all like vibrating up and down. It's amazing. I think it's a really cool special thing they do to make it look like it's moving. Yeah, I agree. And and not only was this an 8-bit game, but it was an early 8-bit game. I mean, mm-hmm. the Nintendo is so unique because it's almost like if you look at like this game, for example, or a game like this that came out early, and then you look at one of the last games, like DuckTales even, or something like that, the, the gameplay and the graphics changed so much between them. It was... Like now, it's between like a PlayStation Two and a PlayStation Four. Yeah. Um, it was insane. I mean, the the just the the lifespan that the NES had. But even saying that, I mean, for this being a launch game and looking this good, such an early eight bit game, it's awesome. I mean, I I I agree with you. I loved it. It's very simple. You know, the background simple. The bottom of it with it's just black and it has your temp gauge, your time. Um, I think it shows like your your lap time and what position you're in and everything. It's all down there on the bottom, and then it's just base a very basic green background and then the stands that just says like Nintendo and then it has Tim's girlfriend and his friends up there <laughs> that are little dots. <laughs> but yep, yeah, it's yep. just really simple. But yeah, the track itself and the shading that they used and then the actual riders moving around it definitely gave it that element or that feeling of um 
a more, you know, 3D game, if you will. Exactly. And like you said earlier, this is the first time I actually can remember being able to build something into a game. Like, you can build your own track on this game. Like you said, I don't remember that ever happening before this game came along. And I actually don't remember it happening for a long time after. Either. No, you're I mean, right. I remember, I remember it happening with this one, but I don't – and I'm sure it, it did happen. It just didn't stick out to me. But um, for a very long time, I don't remember another game – you know, being like that, which it would have been cool, you know, in Mario to build your mm-hmm. own levels like mm-hmm. you can now with Mario Maker. If you did that back then, um, that would be uh, pretty cool considering that most of us only had a few games at a time. And if you had Mario and you could build your own levels, that would have been amazing. I think so. <laughs> that would have been super amazing. And there's uh, five tracks you can play on the game Excite Bike. First track is just a basic daytime racing track, which I, I prefer that one because it just, it's just clean. You know, it's just a fun track to play on. Um, second track is a night race, and they introduce a multi-layered obstacle. Uh, third track, they introduce speed bumps, which I like the speed, little speed bumps. You had to do like the, you had to press the back button in order to raise the front tire to do a wheelie to go over the speed bumps. Uh, fourth track, they introduce a two-story long jump ramp. And the fifth track, they just combine all the things together into one giant, complicated track. I, you know, as much as I played this game, I think I spent most of my time building levels for friends. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think what, you know, you'd have like um, your cousin or your your friend or whatever go in the other room. You would try to design uh, a really hard track, have them come back and try (laughs) to do it. So you could do the best time. Yeah, uh, and then you would always, you know, be the jerk that um, puts, like, a ton of those mountains, like, back-to-back, so it's, like, impossible to do. (laughs) You have to go, like, two miles an hour the whole track. right. (laughs) Uh, Good times. Sorry, Dustin. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I think that my only complaint about this game is the fact that there was no multiplayer. Right. Yeah. Um, well, another thing that was kind of weird to me, though, was the whenever you were in the um, creation part of it, it was the alphabet, basically. And you like whichever one you chose, like if you chose A, B, C, whatever, it would be a different ramp. I thought I always thought that was kind of weird for some reason. Like I get, you know, the way you have a lot of different options and I don't know how else they could do it. it I just never remembered what was what. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's like, point. I never remembered, you know, if I if I wanted the mountain, you know, oh, man, I have to go through a bunch of them just to figure <laughs> out which one it was because I never remember. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing that I never really did, um, I don't know if you did, did you ever play any of the sequels to the game? Because I know that there was, I think on the 64, there was Excitebike 64. Yeah, I, I remember trying it out, but it just wasn't Excitebike, so I didn't really play it very long. Okay, see, I, I never played any of the other ones. I remember this one, but I never um, played any of the ones. I know I know there was one on the 64. I think there was one on maybe the GameCube, or maybe on the GameCube it was like an unlock for another game. Like if you maybe you were playing another game, you could unlock like a level on Bike or something like that. I mean, the game's treasured. Like people love this game. Um so much so to where, yeah, they will try to put it in other other games, and um, I I see why it's it's such an awesome 
uh, awesome game. I, I know in Mario Kart 8, even one of the added courses was Excite Bike Arena. Oh, really? So that's yeah. I mean, that's people. People love it. Well, that's really. I don't think I ever played anything else besides after the 64 version until the Wii came out when it when I played the online version of it. Yeah, and I again, I never played that. I really this the this is the only one I've really played. Um, I guess a lot. Uh, I I've probably messed around with the other, a couple of the other ones and just don't really remember. Yeah. But I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that this is the one that I stuck with. It's such a good game. It's one of those deals where it's like yeah. it's a classic. Like it's you, still it's still You don't have to do anything else. You can still pick it up now and it's still just as incredible as it was when I was 5 years old. And I think it's one of my favorite games of all time because I think I probably played this more than it probably it might be tied with Mario 3 for my childhood game that I would play the most. I didn't play it that often. Um, there's a few games that I probably played more than this one, but I definitely played it a lot. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome. As a matter of fact, now that we say this, I think I know what one, what game I'm going to choose okay, for our next podcast. Let's do that then. <laughs> let's do that. What are you going to pick to talk about our next episode? So, speaking of games, you know that we played a lot. I'm going to choose a game that is probably going to be funny because more than likely next month when we talk about it, I'm probably going to be like, oh, man, I remember now I hated this game. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to choose Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Sweet. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one to play. I haven't played that one since I was a kid. Yeah, it's been been a long time for me as well. Uh, But I remember, um, and we'll talk about it more uh, next month, but I remember playing this game a ton with my mom. This is another one of those oh, games that okay. me and my mom played together. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I am going to pick a game that I was obsessed with as a kid. I remember going to my friend's house, the Cronin's house, and playing this all the time. I'm going to pick... Wonder Woman. <laughs> I, I did that in, in California, my grandparents' house. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to bring that up a lot. Ever since I heard you say that on that podcast, I, I like bringing it up a lot. I love Wonder Woman. I'm sorry. You I'm don't sorry. Call say, you be you. You be you. <laughs> it's 2017. I can I can say that now. I'm sorry. I love Wonder Woman. <laughs> so my game I'm picking is Cobra Triangle for the NES. I have never played that game. It's a fun game. It's yeah, so You're probably is... going to be aggravated with it, but it's a fun game. So it's called Cobra Cobra Triangle. Trying? It's a it's a boat okay. game. You're in a boat. I'm on a boat. <laughs> yeah, I've all right, I'm pulling it up now. I've never played this game, so Sweet. good. This is why I wanted to do this, is because I want us to pick games neither one of us had played. And yeah. So far this could be the first one I've not played. Very cool. Yeah, that's why I chose that one because it's it's not I don't think it's super popular, but I had a great time playing it. And it was developed by Rare, so I'm probably going to love it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, well, if I don't love it, then we'll talk about two games I probably <laughs> hate next time. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in this episode of Video Game Rewind. Again, my name is Tim Nadell. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Saturday Rewind. And I'm Jake Rubel. You can find me on Twitter at Heartland Stuck and Instagram Stuck in the Heartland. Um, most active on Facebook, though, Stuck in the Heartland on Facebook. All right, guys, we'll see you guys next month. Adios.